congregation, we often pray for the conversion of the unconverted ones and for the comfort of God's people. We don't pray for the conversion of God's people, do we? And yet we might have to do that. Praying for the daily conversion of God's people so that they may repent again, and that there might be a lively faith, that things may become new, because we believe also in the perseverance of the saints, meaning that God's people always be God's people. But how does the Lord maintain the work? How does the Lord keep his people going? How does the Lord maintain the work of salvation? Well, by his word, by the preaching. So God's people come to church on Sundays to have that work of salvation maintained. And in the word we hear the promises and the threats so that is all needed for the perseverance of the saints. But also the sacraments. The sacraments are meant to also maintain the work of salvation. To keep God's people going. To keep them on the road. That they would not slip. They would not lose salvation. And they cannot lose salvation. But the Lord is using the means for that. You so easily God's people also leave the first love again. And are not so close to the Lord anymore as they used to be. And they need to be kept on their toes. He that thinketh, he standeth, take heed as he fall. Also today. You see something of God's people's backsliding. And how the Lord also gives repentance again. The text is from Jeremiah 2. Verse 13. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hew them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So far. Forsaking and drinking from the fountain of living water. Again, forsaking and drinking of the fountain of living water. Three thoughts. One fountain. Secondly, forsaking the fountain. And third place, drinking from the fountain. Forsaking or drinking from the fountain of living water. There is one fountain, forsaking that fountain, and drinking from the fountain. 
congregation, Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, was from Anatoth, the city of Anatoth, and by birth a priest. And the Lord called him to all three prophets. He was both priest and prophet. Like, do you know another prophet? There was also a priest. Ezekiel, right? Well, he was also priest and prophet. And the word of the Lord came unto me, he says in chapter 1. The word of the Lord came with such a power. He, he did not, not only hear it, the word of God came, came to him. And the Lord said to Jeremiah, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before you were born, I knew you already. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Jeremiah responded. How did he respond? Did he say, okay, no problem, I will do that. I will be a prophet from the Lord now, that's right, that's fitting. No then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child, I am a boy. I still have not, not changed in my voice box. It says in the original. I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am worthy, and to deliver thee, said the Lord. So Jeremiah was young. He had to preach. He was not able to believe us strengthened by the Lord. Jeremiah preached the word. He did not only predict, he did not only foretell, he also confronted the people with their sins, and he comes with a long list of accusations to them. Also in, verse, also in the second chapter. Let me list them for you. You have gone far from me, he said to the people. You've gone so far from me. You're close to others, not to me. There's a distance, not only some distance, it's a, it's a quite a distance, so, so far from me. You have gone far from me. Is it also true for you? Is it not also true for all of us by nature? We've gone so far from him. 
we have left, we have gone, we have gone so far from him. <clears throat> you walked after vanity. The idols, they don't even exist, they have vanity. You have become vain. You defile my land. You have made my heritage an abomination. An abomination is repugnant. Sometimes children try a new candy. They are not familiar to and they just spit out. And they say, I can't stand this. That is abomination. So the Lord sees also people who have made my heritage an abomination. So the Lord must spit it out. Your prophets prophesied by Baal. So unfaithful servants and they serve Baal instead of the Lord. They have forsaken the Lord and God's fear is not in them. It's all from this second chapter. The fear of God, the respect of God, the true faith in the Lord is missing. You know, when you read this second chapter, it feels like a court case. There's inter interrogation. Why? Explain what this is for. Many question marks I noticed. Astonishing it is. Verse 12. After that long list of sins, be astonished, O heavens, at this, at all those sins. Be horribly afraid. Be very desolate said the Lord. It is horrible. It is astonishing. How can my people that I brought out of Egypt go so far from me? It's unbelievable. It's astonishing. It's shocking. See, that is the background of our text. Jeremiah accusing the people for their many sins and their transgressions and their forsaking of him. It is astonishing. And then in the next verse, he explains this. For my people have committed two evils. Now, I don't understand it anymore. There's a whole list of sins. And now only two evils? Well, all sin goes back to those two evils. We have not only broken the law, we have not only done evil things, but my people have committed the two main evils. 
the overarching evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. So maybe today, you admit that you have sinned. You admit that you make mistakes and that you're not perfect. But what is the main problem? The main problem is that if forsake the fountain of living water, that is the most hurtful thing that people created in the image of God, in the covenant even, are forsaking the Lord himself personally. Not only sin against the law, sin against him. Forsaking him. Neglecting him. Walking away from him. The fountain of living waters. He is the fountain. And be by nature, walk away from this fountain. And hew them down, dig for themselves, cisterns, broken cisterns that do not hold water. See? So, don't only think of the mistakes and the sins and the faults. Think of the underlying attitude. Forsaking the fountain of living water. That is the most hurtful thing it is. In Israel, water was important, right? No water, no life. You need water for vegetation, to water the plants, to the crop. You need water to drink, you need water to wash, you need water to cleanse things, you need water. So this is other two ways of getting water. In the first place, sometimes it rained. And then they had gutters and they were leading to a cistern. They had also with axes dug in the stony ground, in the sandstone, bell-shaped caverns. Pear-shaped hollow, uh, holes in, in, in the ground. And then they went in there and they dug it all up. And then they put mortar on the side to make it also tight, watertight, so they could also save the water in the cisterns and just take a pail some water out of there when they need it. That is one way of getting water from the cisterns. But there were also fountains or wells. And the well of water was not rainwater. It was not there for a long time. It just, just kept coming up out of the ground, fresh 
crystal clear, beautiful, tasteful, the best water from a fountain from a well. And I read here that my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain, the, me, the fountain of living waters, and threw them out cisterns. Plural. So there was one fountain of living water. And they used many cisterns. They have dug out. They have hewn out. So the Lord, by the mouth of Jeremiah, is speaking to the people of Israel and accusing them of the fact that there was only one fountain and they don't care for the fountain. They forsake the fountain and they prefer the water from all the many cisterns they have made for themselves. Now let us try to contrast those two ways. What is the difference between drinking from the fountain or drinking from a cistern? Well, I said before already, there was in a spiritual sense only one fountain and many cisterns. And that one fountain was made by the Lord. The Lord created that fountain. That is a natural phenomenon. The water just bubbled up out of the ground. A well. Sometimes a fountain. But those cisterns are man-made, right? And people have been sweating and laboring. And they got tired of bringing all this stuff up out of the cistern. And then also making it watertight. And then also to lead all the gathers to the cistern. That is quite work. So the Lord is saying, people today, so those days, they prefer to make their own cisterns. They don't like the fountain I have given them. See that? That is the natural man. But it is also still God's people. That is our nature. We like to make our own cisterns. And we seek salvation, or we seek joy, we seek happiness in the cisterns of this world. Happiness in the cisterns of new car, new, new house, new job, stocks, money, marriage, children, nature, loving it. Loving all those things, all those man-made sisters. 
and forsaking the fountain of living water. Astonishing. But not only this, there's more. A fountain does not get empty. Right? The fountain keeps being a bottle. You can empty a cistern. When you have large herds of camels and donkeys, they can just drink a lot. And it's empty. But there is also a fountain inexhaustible that refers to whom? That refers to the Lord. The Lord says, I am the fountain. I am the only fountain. And there is always supply. It always continues. It does not stop yielding water. That's what they hope to see someday at the table. That someone is the living fountain, the fountain of living water, supplying all the spiritual needs. And the water is also fresh, not Stagnant. In those cisterns, and the water was standing too long, you had moss and algae and pollution, and the water was not so transparent and crystal clear anymore. But the water of the fountain was pure, was fresh. I thought of Revelation 22, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So Christ is that fountain, Mark. He is the fountain of living water. And that water is also healthy. The water of the cisterns too often made someone sick. You got sick. It was not, not, not healthy, not fresh. But the water of Christ, the water of life, the living water, is healthy. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded the fruit every month? And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. That's close, right? So the water of life is also for healing, for drinking, for life. It's pure. It is also available to cleanse and to wash. So Jeremiah 
is listing a whole list of sins and he says it comes down to this. You have forsaken the fountain of living waters, the fountain of living waters, and you have hewn out for yourself many cisterns, broken cisterns. There's always a leak somewhere. Broken cisterns that cannot hold water. They, they cannot satisfy. They cannot give you life. They cannot give you health. So that brings us to the second thought. Forsaking the fountain of living waters. Jeremiah is straightforward. Israel had no desire for the fountain of living water, although pure as crystal and unpolluted, Israel has forsaken God and preferred things, stuff, the world, all things he belong, sins included. Israel has forsaken God and preferred sin. Sin is like polluted water. Sin is sweet as well. Sin is something you like to drink. Sin won't be a problem if it won't feel so good. It feels good to sin, right? It feels absolutely good to sin. There's no sin that does not feel good. Do you know one? Do you know a sin that does not feel good? All sin feels fantastic. Sins feel heavenly. And sin competes with God. With the fountain of living water. The Lord says, no, there's something better than that sin. There's something better than that addiction. Something better than giving so much for that particular thing. It is something much better. That is life in Christ. Forsaking. Israel had forsaken God and for, had forsaken also the message of re, 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 regeneration and had forsaken the message of repentance and faith. The natural man does not prefer, prefer God but prefers this life and this focus on all we possess and dream over compared to the living water. By default, they don't prefer sovereign grace. They like to dig cisterns and like to sweat. It feels good to merit something. So, what does it mean to be unconverted? Being unconverted is always busy, 
with making new systems. And when one is leaky, you make a new one. A new one. A new one. Because you hate to go to the fountain. God and Christ. That is, in short, the life of someone without grace. Always busy with filling up the cisterns and never being set aside because they don't hold the water. There is always that void, that emptiness. It doesn't work. But also God's people can fall back into that. God's children, yes. Do you see verse 2 of our our chapter? Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals, when thou wentest afar after me in the wilderness, in the land that was not sown. So the Lord reminds the people of Israel of better times. The time of kindness and love and closeness. The first love, you would say. And so God's people, they have been drinking of the fountain. Oh, yes. But then the cisterns are becoming too important again. And they just fall back and don't fight unto blood and don't crucify all nature. And they grieve the spirit and they live so far from the Lord again and they would almost lose their faith. They can't. But if the Lord would not interfere, they would. And the Lord will not, will not let go. They fall back into, into those old patterns. But Christ is the pure water. The water that is free. The water that is clean. The water of visitor, ample supply. Brings to the third thought, drinking of the water. For my people, for my people have committed to idols. So Israel was also, as a nation, God's people, God's covenant people. Not everyone was converted, but they were yet God's people in outward sense. He has come to his own and has all received him not. But also the word my people refers in the Bible to God's elect. To them the Lord has made alive. And also for them it is true. My people are still committing to evils. But not only that, the Lord has given that people so remorse for the fact 
that they have committed those two evils. The Lord brought it to their attention. The Lord applied it by his spirit. And they came to the conclusion that they are a greedy, idolatrous people, leaving the fountain of living water alone. And is always busy with this life and the sisters he belongs. And they come to that state of remorse. They come to that place of repentance. And they feel so much shame that they have forsaken the, the fountain of living waters and have gone so far from him. Their hearts break. And they wonder if there is salvation for them. And the Lord makes it clear from the Bible that even if they have, even if they have sinned against all his commandments, that there is still life. Psalm 36, verse 9. For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. Oh, they begin to hear. They begin to hear that gospel. The Lord says, for with thee is the fountain of life. The fountain is enough. There's enough fresh, free water available. And they begin to listen to that and to delight in it. Also, the Lord's supper table speaks of that. There is life. There is water of life. Zechariah 1, verse 13, verse 1. In that day, there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. See that fountain? It's only water to drink, also to cleanse. Have you been excited about that, Tuhina? Has your heart been moved with that? When you heard about that fountain of living water, there was enough did you treasure that message? Did it give you not only hope? Did you trust in it? Did you believe in him? All oh, that moves the heart rate. Right? They that believe, he is precious. And if he is precious, real precious, then you apparently believe. Because the true believing is keeping him precious and rejoicing in him and seeking salvation nowhere else anymore but in that fountain of living water. If you're a stranger on that, then do not attend the Lord's Supper. But if you may know about it, 
bow that hidden on the chest. Be merciful unto me, a sinner. I have forsaken the fountain of living waters for so long. Your heart has been broken. You may come to the walls of life and drink. Revelation 21. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the first of the fountain of the water of life freely. You have tasted the bitterness. Children, do you know what Mera means? Mera? In the desert, the Israelites tried to drink the water from Mera. It was bitter. And they had to throw a piece of wood in there. And then again, it was sweet and fresh. Have you also tasted the bitterness of sin and the sweetness of the gospel? The real drinking is delighting. You can drink something that is disgusting, right? You have to have a prescription from the doctor and you have to drink a potion, medication. It is so distasteful. You just you have to quickly swallow it down. But with the water of life, you keep it in your mouth. It is so tasteful, so fresh, so delicious. It is the work of God. Do you know of that pearl of great price? Have you handed in all those small pearls and all you possess to buy that pearl of great price? That is the life of God's people. They begin to see the salvation. In another, John seven thirty seven, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. So that is said in the sermon today, Today I may say, let him come unto me and drink. You may come to Jesus and drink of that fountain of living water today in the preaching. And if those things are true, then next Sunday you may also come to that table of the Lord to drink of the water of life freely. Acknowledging that you have Forsake it for so long, but then also enjoy it. You know, probably the epistle of John to the congregation of Ephesus. Let me read it, Peter. And to the angel of the church of Ephesus, write. 
Rigel to Ephesus. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. Who is that? Holding the seven stars in his hand. It's the Lord Jesus, right? Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks up and down in the temple. I know the works and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars, and has borne, and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored, and has not fainted. Many good things. The Lord speaks to the congregation of Ephesus. Many good things. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast loved thy first love. Do you like the doctrine? You like the servants? You like to pray? You like to read? You like to defend the doctrine? It is possible that you still are not drinking from the fountain of living water, that you have left your first love. It is not so close anymore. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove the candlestick out of, out of his place, except thou repent. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So, people of God, maybe you have not attended for a while. Maybe rightly so. Maybe you have experienced a time of darkness. Maybe it is your own fault. Maybe you have strayed from the Lord and grieved the Spirit. Repent again and consider our text this week. My people have committed two evils, forsaken me the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. It also turned this text around. And look at it from the other side. The Lord is still the fountain. He still can be sought. He still does not want to be forsaken. You may leave your old systems and come back to him. He is faithful. Who has promised? Amen.